What's up, my friends? I'm recording this from our apartment in Tulum, Mexico, where I'll be living for at least the next four months. We got here last Saturday night, and it's Friday afternoon, so it's really been a a beautiful first week. My girlfriend, Bree, and I are finally feeling grounded, starting to really feel connected, and it's really just starting to to hit and sink in that this is our home. This is where we're living. I'm recording this today. I've been reflecting on our first week here, and I really want to have this podcast to just be fully transparent, fully honest, fully open, so you can see into our lives, into uh, my mind, and to understand a little bit of my perspectives on life and the things that I really stand for and believe in. Today's topic is just in reflection of of being in Tulum and based on what a lot of my friends and family have been saying, they've been saying, wow, you're so blessed, this is so incredible, you're so lucky to live in Tulum, to live in such a beautiful location. I fully agree. I do feel really blessed to be here. But I also want to really just send this reminder that there never is just positive vibes only. Um, I was walking around the Hotel Holistica earlier. It's a hotel right by where we're living, and it's a beautiful place. I love it so much. It's right in the jungle, and there's a treehouse, a jungle treehouse, and underneath the treehouse, it says positive vibes only. And I love the treehouse so much, but that's the one thing that I'm like, ah, I don't really love that anymore. I used to be totally on that level, like positive vibes only. I was the most optimistic person. And if you talk to any of my friends, if you talk to any of my family, or if you knew me when I was like in my early 20s, late teens, when I started the spiritual path, it was positive vibes only all the time. But in reality, there was a lot of stuff that was being suppressed. And I didn't even know it at the time. You know, if you asked me back then, I would say, I don't know what stress is. I remember saying that when I was in like high school, maybe college. I don't really know what stress is. My life has been been beautiful. My life has been pretty easy. And I, I don't know, I can't relate so much to stress. And not too much long after that, a few years later, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Uh, and really reflecting back on my childhood, there would be a lot of different issues that I'd have, these kind of manifestations of dis-ease that I didn't really relate to anything at the time. But looking back now, it was definitely the, the old adage of like, the, your issues are in your tissues. And I would experience some, some dis-ease because I was not feeling fully. I was not really being uh, honest with myself. And I had this idea then that success and life and health and love, all of it was a, a linear, just straight line, you know, straight curve upwards. And that's just not reality. That's just not the case. Um, in reality, everything is a reflection of a wave. If you look at science, if you look at quantum physics, every, every measurement of energy movement. It's, it's waves, it's ups and downs. And we can see that in everything in life. Like that pattern shows up in literally everything. If we look at an uh, EKG of our heartbeat, 
it's waves, it's ups and downs. We don't want a flat line, especially in an, in an EKG. We don't want a straight line. We, we want those waves. If you look at the seasons, there's waves, you know, spring into summer, it's kind of like this up, uphill wave. And then going down fall into winter is the, the downslope and then it rises back up again. If you look at the cycles of the moon, it's a wave. It, it's a new moon slowly filling up till it's a full moon and then emptying back out again. And we can even see that in a personal level with our breath. The way we breathe is really the way we live. And we breathe with waves, the inhale rising, exhale falling. Even right now, take a moment and just notice your belly move with your breath. When you breathe in, you can feel your belly rise. You can feel it expand. And when you breathe out, you can feel it fall. So the waves are really so beautiful. And one of the things that I've been reflecting on is our biggest cause of suffering is when we don't accept the ups and downs. If we try to live by that phrase, positive vibes only, then when we experience the, the downslope of the wave or the emptying out, we start to panic. We start to suffer because we want to control it. We want to be able to say, no, positive vibes only. That's what, that's what my yoga teacher taught me. That's what I learned from these self-help books. In reality, if you're doing that, you're just resisting reality. You're, you're resisting what is. You're resisting the normal, natural flow of life. We are at our best when we flow. We are at our best when we're living with the rhythms of nature and everything has a rhythm. There are going to be moments where you feel so blissful, so happy, tremendous inspiration. And following that rhythm, there's going to be moments that feel uninspired, that feel heavy, that feel dark, that feel challenging. There's a big movement right now in the spiritual world to do shadow work. And shadow work is essentially facing the things that you've always hidden from. Going into the darkness, seeing the parts of you that maybe you don't love as much, that you've tried to ignore, suppress, and seeing it, looking at those things face to face and feeling them completely. Spirituality to me, it's really just another way of healing. I feel like it's, it's ultimately what brings us healing, and healing comes from the word whole. So spirituality is a practice of becoming whole. If there's parts of us that are suppressed, if there's parts of our lives or our bodies or our minds that we're ignoring, then we can't be whole. We'll still always be fragmented if there's parts that we're avoiding. That's why this work of going into the shadows, that's why this work of plant medicine, doing deep breath journeys, really any kind of ceremony where you're looking at all sides of reality, it's so vital to healing. It's so important. And I love that it's growing now because a few years ago, every shirt and every yoga studio, it was always positive vibes only. And it was always optimistic is, is being you know, king. And I'm not saying that it's better to be pessimistic. That's important to understand too. I do believe that it is good to be optimistic, but it's not being like blindly optimistic. Oh, well, whatever happens, it's all, it's all beautiful. It's amazing. Eventually, you can get to that place. I really do believe it, where you can understand that it all, it's all God and it's all good. 
but you have to really do the work to get there. Eckhart Tolle has a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit because I don't know the exact words, but he says something like, suffering is necessary so that you can realize that suffering isn't necessary. Right? So the ups and downs of life are there for us so that we can realize that life doesn't have to be so many ups and downs. Life can look a little more um, just content. And yeah, we'll, we'll be on and off the path a little bit like a wave, right? But it doesn't have to be these huge fluctuations. That's what equanimity is. It's not just not going to the lower ends of life. It's not about not being sad or depressed or angry or, or fearful. Those emotions are part of the human experience, at least until you learn to transcend them. Equanimity, though, it also means not having such high highs. When things go well, it's not like freaking out and celebrating everything and thinking it's that way forever because everything is temporary and everything does have waves. And if we really take a step and back and look, the universe has balance to it. That's part of the divine intelligence. That's part of, we see it from quantum physics. We see it in the macro. We see it in the universe. We see it in ourselves with our breath. There are going to be ups and downs. And that's a beautiful thing. If there was never any darkness, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the light. We probably wouldn't even have a word for light. It's the duality that helps us experience things. It's the duality that helps us understand things. If there was only good, which is obviously subjective anyway, like what is good and good or bad. Shakespeare has a quote. He says, there is no good or bad. It's just our mind that makes it so. So if there was only good or what we think is good or positive and there was no negative, we wouldn't be able to appreciate it. We wouldn't even understand it. And that's something that's been coming through a lot, just be even being in Tulum, because this is a dream. This is something that if you met me, this was even before I was really on the yoga path. I was maybe a little bit into some spirituality. I read some Deepak Chopra books, ate mushrooms a couple times. But if you met me when I was in college at Rutgers University, and it was a Saturday night, and maybe I had a little bit to drink... I wasn't going to ask you what's your major or what are you trying to do? Like, what, what are you going to school for? Because I thought that was bullshit and boring and surface level. I would say, what's your dream? Most people at 20, 21, they don't even know. And they'd ask me, they said, what, what, well, what's your dream? And I would say, my dream is to live in a, a beautiful paradise, a beach town, really in my mind, like envisioning something like Tulum, Mexico. And I'm not living on the beach here. I'm like 15-minute bike ride or 30-minute bike ride away, 15-minute car ride in the town of Tulum. But it's still so sacred. It's so beautiful. And it's not perfect, right? Like there are challenges. There have been challenges, a few of the challenges, small ones, my legs are so bit up with mosquito bites. I'm sitting here right now and just on one ankle, there's eight bites that are visible because I'm really in the jungle. My, my backyard where we live right now, there is a pool. It's like a little apartment community, but there's also uh, a toucan flying around. There's all these like jungle plants, jungle flora. It's beautiful. So beautiful. 
but again, everything has ups and downs. There's, there is that duality so that we can understand or get to the level where we can transcend the duality. We first have to feel it and understand it. Other challenges of Tulum so far, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of the unknown of stepping away from lifetime, stepping away from a salaried position that I've had for five years. And going back, I've had a salaried position for like 10 years total. I always kind of knew uh, what paycheck or what money was going to come, when it was going to come. And now there's a lot of like question marks. Not really sure. I have plans, but not really sure exactly how uh, the, the finances and, and the money are going to flow in. And even that, like getting into that energy, I realized too, is, is a little more of the downslope, right? So there's peaks and there's, there's valleys. And, and ultimately what I'm working to do is the peaks, they don't, they don't need to be so high and the valleys don't need to be so low. It's just that the, the baseline, like the middle, the median, I'm working to raise that bar up. That's the huge part of this practice because you realize there's always going to be some ups and downs, just like your breath. There's always going to be inhales and exhales. There's always going to be inspiration and expiration, birth and death. But if you can raise the median, if you can raise that bar higher and you can live more even keel, more equanimous, more content, that's where life can be so beautiful because your baseline then can be who you really are. Your baseline, instead of ego that gets involved in a lot of extra drama, a lot of extra shit, fears, doubts, self-limiting beliefs, the baseline becomes the soul, who you really are. So then your baseline can be just happiness, like a child. Because child, children are really pure. A baby's really pure. They don't, they don't suffer yet from psychology or from other people's judgments or their own judgments. They haven't created that yet. They haven't identified with the body, right? That's the first misstep. They haven't identified with the mind. They're just pure. They're, they're the essence. They are spirit. And we can live like that too. We can be joyful, just like a child, over little things, over simple things. And that's really just about being present. The more present we are, the more joyful we can become. We can be abundant, like a child. Child doesn't need a lot to feel like they have a lot. And that's really what abundance is. Because there's a lot of people that have millions, tens of millions of dollars that don't feel like they have a lot. They feel empty. Because you can't fill. Abundance isn't about physical things. Abundance starts with how you feel in your heart, how you feel in your body. And really, abundance is a spiritual experience. When you start to feel that way spiritually, energetically, emotionally, all the internal, internal things, then it's created on the external. Then you start to see the physical, material abundance. But it can't be created the other way around. It's like the first misstep is identifying with the body. If we're identifying with the body and the mind, if we're so in ego, it's really difficult to, to break free from that. It, it can take tremendous work. But if we don't ever identify with the ego, if we start early on identifying with spirit and soul, we're moving in the right direction. Even when ego starts to arise, which it will in all human beings, again, part of the ups and downs, part of the journey, it's, it's beautiful. 
even when it arises, it's not so strong. It doesn't have such a grip over you. So we, we can raise our baseline, which is really just identifying with spirit, with soul, with God, then our natural state, even with the ups and downs, our natural state is more joyous, like a child, without any reason, just joyful to be alive. Our natural state is to be more peaceful. That inner stillness is what every single ancient wisdom tradition has said we want to practice or we want to tap into. Be still and know that I am God. In Taoism, it's all about being still, even when there is the waves, even when there is yin and yang. Every ancient tradition has talked about that stillness. That stillness, it's not separate from you. It's not something that you can accumulate. It's something that you tap into. It's who you already are. That really is our birthright. If we're constantly trying to stay high, we're, we're bound to get low, right? Everything is balance. And this life, if we identify with the body and the mind, if we're living from ego, it's a truth. It's a natural part of it. In life, you and your loved ones are going to, at some point, experience dis-ease, right? Like get sick physically, mentally, emotionally, at some point in life, you and your loved ones are going to die. That's just, that's the reality. If we're grasping so much onto pleasure or even just life, like being alive, we are bound to suffer. We are bound to struggle. And that's the shadow work, to look. What are you avoiding? What are you resisting? Death is a huge one. I read in a, in a, there's a recent study, 75% of people are in, in the U.S. are uncomfortable talking about death and dying. It's like our biggest fear. Even COVID happening, COVID isn't the cause of fear. People aren't afraid of COVID, even though it seems like it. What COVID is doing is uncovering or just showing how afraid we are to die, how afraid we are to feel sick. And the only way to get out of those fears is to go into them, to face them. If you keep avoiding the things you're afraid of, whoa, it's like you have these huge monsters under the bed, giant monsters under the bed. They're so fucking scary every single night. And all you have to do to break free from the monsters under the bed is crawl under the bed with them. Get under there. See that there's nothing really to be afraid of. Most of your fear is, is a huge exaggeration of your mind. Even when we say it's based on something in the past, there's science that shows what happened in the past, most of the time our memory of it is not true. It's not correct. And the memories that part of your brain is associated with the lower brain, the survival brain. So when we're, you're thinking about the memories, you're remembering as, uh, them as so much more traumatic as they were. Like, oh, I just had to be, I had to survive and it was, 
if you just go and look, go under the bed with the monsters, you realize that there's nothing to be afraid of. If you're afraid of death, and like, let's be honest, I think most people are. For me, it definitely comes up in my life. When I feel afraid of death, when something happens, or in my life when I've had health issues or been in the hospital with you know, pretty, serious, um, pretty serious shit going on, and, and maybe there was a little bit of fear of death creeping in, the best thing you can do is meditate on death. Get real with it. I do this on a lot of my retreats and, and with a lot of my different programs, a lot of my different clients. I lead them through a death meditation, which is just a reality. It comes from this Buddhist um, nine part. It's a, it's a Buddhist tradition and it's a nine part death meditation. I'm not going to go deep into it right now, but it's just this coming to reality, coming to face to face that death is coming. We're, you're going to die. You don't know when you're going to die. You only know that you're getting closer and closer to it, right? That's a big truth. Who knows when or how we're actually going to go, but we do know that we're getting closer to it. And if you look at life, at everything having waves, this is a beautiful part too. You realize that death is just another wave. It's just the bottom before you're born again. It's like the bottom of the exhale. There's nothing left. And then you inhale again, and then you expand again. It's the same thing, even the cosmic breath. If we look at the universe, the Big Bang, it's like this inhale from nothing. It's this huge expansion. Everything expands and opens. And we know that too. The universe is still expanding. It's still growing. And eventually, we're going to come together. And I think it's going to be love that's going to bring us together. And we start to get more contracted. We start to come together, get tighter and tighter. And eventually in scientific terms, it's like collapsing into a black hole. We're all going to become nothing again. That's the bottom of the exhale. That's the death of the universe. And then we expand. Then we big bang again. <laughs> we, have the, we have the big bang together and we, and we create and expand. But that really is uh, such a beautiful way to realize it and such a beautiful thing to think about. So the waves in life, they're super important. And I see it so much. It's almost vital. An example that came up the other night when I was having dinner, I was talking about uh, NACO, NACO and Medicine for the People, one of my favorite bands. I, I, I love NACO. I've listened to podcasts that he's been on. I think his music and his lyrics are incredible and so healing. They've been so healing for me, the messages that have been in his music. And it's like, wow, this guy is on a different level. What, a, what an, uh, you know, an awakened being. What a, what a beautifully conscious, high level of conscious being. And then just a few months ago, it came out that he was having sex with underage girls at concerts and stuff. That he was seducing underage girls. And it's like, man, a reminder. Everything has light and darkness. And I even said the other night, if not for that darkness that he was going through, or that he was choosing, I don't even want to say going through, he wasn't a victim. I don't think you're a victim ever. You're choosing. He was choosing to go through it, to do those things, to, to get into the darkness. And I feel like that was almost necessary for his light to be as bright as it is, for his music to be the medicine that it is. Because if he didn't experience suffering, if you don't know suffering, it's really hard to be a vessel for healing. 
And not knowing suffering, for most people, it's not just because they're privileged and blessed, it's because they're ignoring it. Suffering is there, it's just unconscious. When you know suffering, you know that you don't need to suffer anymore. Suffering isn't inherent. What's inherent is the ups and downs of life. What's inherent is the birth and death, the ease and the dis-ease. But if you can be in a place of acceptance of that, if you can experience the highest high, the mountaintop, and realize, hey, I'm going to come down again. I got to go down eventually. And not, not suffer, not struggle against that. Beautiful. If you're at those lowest lows where it feels like you hit rock bottom, if you can get to that place and realize, hey, this is temporary. It just comes and goes in waves. If you can get to that place, so beautiful. You're free. You don't need to suffer anymore. And that's really, that's what it is, transcending the duality. Comfort and discomfort, two sides of the same coin. Pleasure, pain, even love and fear. Fear helps us understand love. And the fact that we do have the duality, that we do have the choice, it makes it all so much more beautiful. Life would be fucking boring if, if we didn't have a choice to not love. <laughs> if we didn't have a choice to not judge uh, you know, negatively. If we didn't have a choice to not be a dick or a bitch. Like, life wouldn't be enjoyable. It'd be boring. It would be a flat line. The heartbeat, the ups and downs, it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm here in Tulum now and up, uh, by the ocean where there's waves. And I love the ocean. I love waves. I love the sound of them. They've always been like super, uh, just great medicine for me. Everything in life comes in waves, right? The waves, they keep coming. They keep coming. But you know, the wave rises, it comes up, and then it falls. It cascades. It crashes, washes back out, recedes, starts to rise again, falls, washes back out. And it's this cycle. Waves, your life is the same. The waves are going to come and go. If you try to just stand your ground, if you always want to be just, just right there, the waves are going to crash on you and, and they're going to knock you over. Acceptance is the surfboard that helps you ride the waves. Acceptance of the ups and downs, understanding this reality that everything in life has waves. Buckminster Fuller, he says in, in physics, there's no such thing as a straight line. Everything has waves moving back towards the middle, like correcting itself, course correction. And that's the journey we're on in our lives. There's going to be some times where we're a little bit off to the path to the right. We've got to go back to the left. And then we might go a little bit off to the left. Got to go back. I've heard that same analogy in uh, steering a huge boat. You're never really perfectly on the path. You're just constantly making these little course corrections. Heard the same thing with flying a plane. You're never going totally in a straight line. Always making these little course corrections to go back towards the middle.
And if you're riding a plane and you're going way above or way below the line, first of all, you're burning extra fuel. Second of all, it's not going to be that smooth of a flight. It's like a roller coaster. And that's the same thing with your life. If there's super high highs and then really low lows, it's like a fucking roller coaster. It can be thrilling. It might be exciting. Doing it all the time, it's not going to be so good for your nervous system. Your body's not going to love it. So we start to get those waves to be a little bit smaller. That's the practice. There'll still be highs and lows, but they're not as extreme. It's this level of contentment. And really what we're working to do is not get the waves to be higher or lower, working to get that middle line to raise the bar, to bump it up. And when we do that, we experience who we've always been before society and our parents and our friends and people that are not our friends told us who to be before we started judging and feeling judged. And that place is a beautiful place to live. That's where you realize that it's all God and it's all good. And it's realizing not by spiritual bypassing, not by avoiding the discomfort, but it's going through the discomfort, seeing the discomfort face to face, and realizing that even in discomfort, there's beauty and there's pleasure. If you avoid discomfort, that's the same thing as avoiding growth. When you seek discomfort, you're seeking growth. Expansion. And ultimately, that's what we're here for, to continue to grow, to continue to expand. If you pay attention to your life, that's what brings you the most pleasure, is letting that comfort zone, kind of pushing away the the outer walls, Letting it get bigger and bigger. Opening yourself up. Because if those walls are super tight and constricting, not only are you not letting others in or other good energy or any other outside stuff in, you're trapping yourself in. You're not able to get out. You break down the walls or at least build them a little bit further away. You start to let people in. You start to let other things in. You start to let God in. And the walls are ego. Ego, E-G-O, edging God out. You build those walls that you think protect you. You build those walls to avoid the darkness or avoid the discomfort. You're really just avoiding God. You're really just avoiding the most beautiful things in life. Life can be so beautiful, you really can live a life of purpose and passion and bliss and peace. All those things, they're available to you. They're not even separate from you. They're who you are. Those things are your birthright. But we don't get there from positive vibes only. We don't get there from being blindly optimistic. We get there by experiencing the wholeness of being human, by healing, whole, being whole again, embracing every part of us. Your pain is your purpose. Your mess is your message. 
And to anyone out there, maybe like a parent or someone that has another loved one that's suffering right now, let go of the wish to, re- to take away their suffering. You know, if your child or your, or your mom or dad is sick and suffering, don't try to take that away from them. Because that's taking away their growth. That's taking away a, a big part of their purpose and meaning. If anything, the best thing you can do is love that with them. Because when you love your dark thoughts, it's a beautiful teaching by Ram Das. When you have dark thoughts, when you love them, they don't have power over you. They no longer are even dark. They just are. That's transcending the duality. The transcending the good and bad, the light and dark, the yin and yang. Because you look at the yin-yang symbol, right? In the white, there's a little bit of black. In the black, there's a little bit of white. They're not separate. It's a reminder that there's balance in everything, that things come and go. But when we raise the bar through our spiritual practice, That's when we elevate all the highs and the lows. And if there's one thing that I hope you get from this, it's to work to raise the whole bar, the median, not just try to get higher, higher, higher highs, because then your lows are going to be lower. But raise the median through spiritual practice by doing breath work, by doing shadow work by getting really real with your fears, really real with your dark thoughts, getting close to them. And the closer you get to something, the more you love it. And when you love your darkness, it's not dark anymore. Just balance. And when you can transcend the duality, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the loves and fears, life just becomes beautiful. It's just this beautiful play this beautiful expansion, moment by moment. That's our birthright. That's what we all deserve. I hope this resonated with you. Reach out, message me, email me if this did or if you have any questions. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.